Welcome to Saving You is Killing Me, Loving Someone with an Addiction podcast. Loving someone with an addiction is a life of chaos. This podcast is to help you take back your power and build strength, hope, and restore peace in your life. We use the science and art of positive psychology, professionals in their field, along with personal stories of hope, resilience, and strength. We hope you can discover how the courage to focus on you can help put your life back together. When you are in a place of exhaustion, hopelessness, and emptiness, we are a community that knows all too well the turmoil that comes from loving someone with an addiction. We are here to help you compassionately struggle well. Hey there, Andrea here. I am the author of Saving You Is Killing Me, Loving Someone With An Addiction. And I always say, I wish we were meeting under different circumstances, but I am so grateful that we found each other. We are a community, a podcast, a book that just is all about supporting you and helping you find the courage to focus on you so you can put your life back together. Because I know firsthand that uh, my life became quite unmanageable and just I was exhausted, depleted, and in such a place of despair um, that I turned pain into purpose. So I created this whole community for us and I want it to be a loving, supportive, uplifting, um, positive community for everybody that joins us. So I have decided that I wanted to do these amazing coaching sessions. So I don't know if you know, I am a life coach. I'm a certified life coach. I have postgraduate training in positive psychology, and I'm just so obsessed with the model of coaching and how powerful it is. So I decided to open it up to share some of almost like fly on the wall coaching. So you're listening into a coaching session because a lot of us share very similar feelings and struggles and challenges when we love someone with an addiction that is just a great opportunity for insight and inspiration and hope. So here we go. We're going to jump in. You're going to love this session with Kelly. And uh, if you too would like to have a free coaching call, there's only one caveat. We will be publishing it on the podcast. Feel free to reach out. Go to savingyouiskillingme.com and click on podcast and you can sign yourself up there. Okay. Thank you so much, everybody. And enjoy this session. Hello there. We are going to go into a coaching session with Kelly. Kelly, thank you so much for being here. How are you? I'm good. Thanks. How are you? Doing good. I'm excited to walk through a nice coaching session with you. Um, What would you like to get out of our time together today? Um, So the biggest struggle for me has just been feeling um, a lot of shame and embarrassment around loving somebody that struggles with addiction Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you tell me um, why that is uh, important for you to work through? Um, I mean, because you shouldn't have to be embarrassed about love or who you love or, um, and just feeling shame towards loving that person, you want to feel good loving somebody. You don't want to feel bad loving somebody. Um, so, so how do you want to feel? You want to feel in this relationship. You want to feel proud, right? So can you tell me, um, 
where the, these feelings of shame and embarrassment are coming in? Um, mostly from, you know, I feel that way when I don't hold my boundaries or, um, when I'm taken advantage of, um, and those two things kind of go together because I feel taken advantage of when I don't hold my boundaries. Yeah. And that's very, very common when you love someone with an addiction and, um, and I just want to celebrate the fact that you really do want to feel good in a relationship and you want to feel proud. And, and, but what's coming up for me too, is that the behaviors of others, right. Um, we can't necessarily control that. Right. So when someone crosses the boundaries and when someone does take advantage of us, um, it's hard to feel good in a relationship. So I just want to get a bit of clarity of, um, your you want to feel, you don't want to feel these feelings of shame and embarrassment, or is it that you want to work through those emotions that come up when, when these events happen, when you are taken advantage of, or when you know, your boundaries are broken? Um, well, I guess I definitely don't want to feel those feelings, but they come <laughs> anyways, but they come anyways. And um, so it's important to know how to work through them and how to not feel um, embarrassed or like, like that I'm so stupid um feeling <laughs> oh my gosh yes okay so first of all the I'm so stupid feeling so common and and what I learned too in positive psychology is this element of shame comes when we feel like an embarrassment from a situation is because we feel like we're we're alone in this or we feel like we're like um, maybe not doing enough or, or we just, we're, we're kind of judging ourselves. So I feel um, like it's my fault. Mm. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Um, just by letting, letting things get too far. Um, and like, it's my fault because I didn't hold that boundary or, um, I slipped and like let my guard down so that, you know, he could take advantage of me in whatever way, whether it be financially or um, just in, in any way. Yes. And I, I can so relate to so many things you're saying, but this coaching is all about you. And I can sit there and say, yes, I understand this. I feel this. I've been there. Um, and then it's almost that moment, like when you catch them stealing from your wallet or something like that, it's like, oh my gosh, it's like suddenly you're like, turn it on to yourself going, holy cow. Like how like, did why I, let didn't me I, why didn't I sleep with my wallet under my pillow last night? Like, yes. <laughs> And we do realize how crazy that is. Hide my car keys. I'm so stupid. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm curious. um, How does that make you feel when you say those things to yourself? I'm so stupid. Why did I do it this way? Or. Um, I mean. I feel embarrassed. Um, And all those feelings, you know, 
Um, I also, I also feel sad um, for him and for me and for my kids. But um, I think the newest, like, I used to feel mad. Um, but as I've learned more and lived through more, um, you know, I've learned more about him and his struggles and, you know, why he may be the way he is because of, you know, it's, it's genetics and childhood trauma and things like that, that all contribute to addiction. Right. So like, I've learned a little bit more about things that might contribute to that for him. And, um, and I no longer feel mad about it. I just feel sad. Yes. Yeah. And Kelly, I just want to sit with that, that those feelings and, um, and just honor them. I mean, oftentimes that we, we feel like we shouldn't be feeling sad. We shouldn't be feeling angry. We shouldn't be, you know, feeling mad and all these emotions. But if you think about the situation that you have found yourself in over and over and multiple times when loving someone with an addiction, like, I just want to go through this line and give you a big <laughs> hug. Like, it makes sense that you're feeling those emotions. It makes sense that you have, you know, frustration when your boundary has been crossed, when you've been taken advantage of. It's like, why? Like, I'm so nice. Like, why are you doing this to me type thing? Right? <laughs> and so I just like, I want to just honor that right now and, and, and honor your emotions that are coming up and that have come up and that, um, I think that it's important for you to give yourself some love around that and, and honor those emotions and that they are there. And just like, you know, where do you feel them in your body? Where is it like, and, and just give yourself permission that 100% it is okay that you have those feelings. It is 100% okay to experience those feelings and it's natural and it's normal. And it's not that you're stupid. It's not that you're like, you know, oblivious. You're just a loving, super kind, caring person that, that you are in a situation that your boundaries are getting crossed. The behavior of someone else is like, you know, pushing you past your boundaries, the, the, you're, you're getting taken advantage of. And that sucks. That sucks. Yeah, it does. It's almost like I want to have like a, like an, like get it, like that sucks. Almost like you want to stick your yeah. finger out to this person. It's like, like, it's okay to be angry. There's no shame in that. There's no shame in being yeah. angry for being taken advantage of. It's happened. It's happening. Mm -hmm. There's no shame in being frustrated that there's relapses happening. There's no shame in that. It's frustrating. It's really annoying. Yeah. <laughs> like I laugh, but it is. It's really annoying. Right. So being with those emotions and, and giving yourself permission to feel them. Right. It's almost like it's almost like like let's dissolve a bit of that shame and embarrassment around them because it's it makes a hundred percent sense that you're feeling those feelings. Mm -hmm. Right. 
So it's interesting because when we first started talking, you were talking about, I just want to feel good. I should feel good and, and proud and great in a relationship. But actually, you know what? I, I, this, this, this energy or this feeling of shame and embarrassment seem to creep in. But what's interesting is that that shame and embarrassment creeps in because of the behaviors of someone else. Right. Which then, is like the definition of codependency, right? <laughs> But let's let's remove labels because I always find codependency is like a label pointing at you that you have a problem. So let's just remove the a okay. label. And like let's just look at it for what it really is. It's just kind of like, oh my gosh, yeah, like that's that's reaction. It's a reaction to someone else's behavior. And that reaction, oh my gosh, it makes total sense. Do you know how mad I was when I found my addicted loved one in my wallet in the garage Mm -hmm. that's not okay it's not okay do you know how sad I was when I went to the garage and found that he I thought that he was maybe being he hung himself in the garage and he was just hanging dangling his feet down it looked like he had hung himself are you kidding me like my and then he was laughing at my reaction I'm like are you kidding me? No, 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 no. Wow. So I share that just to, to help you see that your reactions and those feelings are very, very valid. And I think a lot of the shame and embarrassment that you're, you're wanting to work through is because you're evaluating or judging yourself for feeling those feelings. Right. Yeah. Um, because some things that have happened have been, you know, kind of public. And um, I don't think everybody sees addiction the way, like not everybody understands it. And like, honestly, I'm jealous of those people because they don't understand it. Um, But, you know, just being seen in a way that, like coming, like in a perspective of somebody that does not understand and just looks at you and is like, well, like leave, leave him, you know, um, it's not that easy. I'm no. Like, I don't want to leave him. Yeah. You know? Um, so yeah, that's, that's like a lot where feeling like that embarrassment and that shame is like when other people are kind of brought into what's going on and, and know about it. And, um, cause otherwise I feel like if, if other people didn't know, like it would still suck, <laughs> but just in a different way that, that I, I don't feel like I have to, um, or I wouldn't feel like I had to stick up for him at the same time he's hurting me, you know? Oh my gosh. That's a, that's a big job to stick up for yourself and for others. And yes, the people looking in have no idea. And I always no idea, no idea. And that is why we love our community here at SYKM because we all understand what it's like to be inside loving someone with an addiction and so for them to say leave, they have no idea 
of how hard that is, how they have no idea that we get glimmers of hope, that we get love bombs, that we get love letters. We have little moments. And, and the reality is, is that sometimes we just have to not worry about what other people are thinking. It's like in here, this is really what you know, your truth. Your truth in this relationship is that you love this man and that you're working through a lot. You're working through ups and downs and dip curves and, you know, roller coasters and merry-go-rounds. So it's, it's so hard though. I can, I can understand how that's hard and how other people looking in or seeing it, trying, it's almost like I see you. It's funny because I see you going out to think about what, what does it look like to other people or what are they thinking? It's almost like you're worried about like, what are they thinking? Oh my gosh, I need to defend him or stick up for him or stick up for myself. It's almost like you're putting your concern onto these other people that are outside of your world. And you're, you're a bit, you're feeling that sense of embarrassment because you're wondering what they're thinking. Um, can you speak to that I a do, little bit? I do. Um, I take, I think I take, I know that I take way too much responsibility for other people's feelings. Um, you know, I, I don't want to make, I don't ever want to make other people uncomfortable, especially like most of this revolves around like my coworkers or my clients, like I know them very, like on a very personal level and, um, like I'm the professional, right? Like I shouldn't, I shouldn't be bringing any of this stuff to work or, um, but I think that, um, I just try to do my best, um, in making people happy and making people comfortable and, um, just when, when like real things like that come out, it's hard for me because, um, like I said, I worry about what they're thinking or, you know, I just, I worry too much about other people. Mm. That's the thing. (laughs) So what I'm hearing you say is that you're, you're protecting people. You're putting a lot of emphasis and focus on making sure that other people are happy and what are they thinking and what are they feeling? And you're, you're almost trying to help them so that they can feel better and feel good and protect right, them. Like that's my job, right? Like I make people feel good. Okay. So how do you make <laughs> yourself feel good, Kelly? Yeah, that's the part I struggle with, right? <laughs> um, I honestly don't know. I try to leave all that stuff at home so I don't have to like, I mean, distractions, right? And focusing on other people and not myself. Um, You know, what's going on in their lives? What vacations are they going to take this summer? What are the kids doing? And things like that. Just just trying to leave all that behind because if I do talk about myself too much, what are they going to think? So I'm curious, um, what would it look like if you were to like, if I could magically pull you out of you and pretend that you're now talking to yourself. So you're a different person. You're completely like not you and and you're, you're sitting in your client's chair. You're sitting in the chair, having your hair done (laughs) and you're saying your story. That'd be nice, nice, Um, right? 
what is it, what is it that you would say? What is it that you're needing? Or how would you talk to that person? That's you now in the chair. How would you talk to yourself? It depends on if I, if this other person that I am would be somebody that understands addiction or not. Um, because if I didn't, I'd be like, what are you doing? You're so stupid. <laughs> hey, you understand addiction. You know, Let's break right. from that. So, so um, let's- I mean, yeah, I would tell other people that the same thing that you told me earlier, you know, you're a loving, caring person and, um, you know, you're not stupid. You're, you're compassionate or you're empathetic, um, but not stupid. Can you say that again? Which part? You're compassionate and you're empathetic, but you're not stupid. (laughs) And how does that make you feel? I don't know. I mean, I mean, it's nice to hear that I'm not stupid and I know I'm caring and, and compassionate and, um, it just sucks when those traits like make you more susceptible to being taken advantage of. And I just want to celebrate those characteristics about you because that is what makes you special. That is what makes you who you are. That is what makes you such a loving, kind person to so many people. It is not a flaw. And And the other piece of it is look how beautiful you could speak to yourself when you removed yourself from yourself. Right. (laughs) And that's okay. It's hard to do. It's hard to practice self-compassion. It's hard to talk to yourself in a loving, kind way. But I know that this is what you're putting out to the world. So I'm just inviting you to see how if you could turn that same love that you're bringing out to the world and turn it inward on you. Like let's think about going back into you. Like what is like the sweet, kind, amazing version of Kelly that you are, you know, what is it? What kind of love do you need? What kind of soothing do you need? What kind of support, you know, all that support you're giving out to everyone else. (laughs) How can we bring it some of that in for you too, please? Oh God. I don't know. I mean, I feel like a lot of it just, it depends on, it depends on um, whether, like the state of my family, you know, whether we're, um, my kids are seeing their dad and, um, you know, when we just remove addiction I get everything I need yeah you know um and he's been sober now for three months um this past weekend so and like just feeling like we've he mostly um but us two as as a family and a couple have all done a 180 Um, And I've seen my kids, you know, happy to see him. They love him so much and have so much fun with him and just getting, because that's the most important thing to me is my family. 
all of them, everybody. And um, so just getting that um, makes all the difference. So I'm just going to bring something to your attention. And so a lot of that sounds like the, and, and one of your goals in our conversation today is you just want to feel good. You want to feel proud. And, um, and so what came to my, while you're talking was kind of what I'm picking up on is that you feel good when, you know, when the situations are ideal, you know, when your family unit is intact and, you know, when there's no, you know, no addiction, active addiction happening. Um, and the problem with that, as soon as that goes away, then there's that feeling of shoot, how did I let this happen again? Or shoot, this doesn't feel good. Or why did it, why did I let that happen? And, and then that's where that shame and embarrassment seem to kind of creep in. So I'm, but every time it's easier to, um, hold the boundary of leaving. Amazing. Cause I know I can do it. Amazing. So this, this fiery, you know, Kelly, this, you know, you're, you know, you can do it. You're determined. You have the courage. We don't want to take away who you are because who you are is incredible, incredibly kind, generous, caring. I've just kind of met you and I can already tell like you radiate kindness to everyone. You listen to their stories. You're compassionate to them. So I'm, and and one of your, the goals of the conversation is I just want to feel good. I just want to feel proud. So what I would love to see is how can we discuss maybe some options or some ways forward for you where you can have that feeling of good and that pride feeling, regardless of the circumstances that are going on around you. And one profound thing that you already did was you talk to yourself as if you were a client as if you were one of your own clients. And that's one thing that's really powerful. And I invite you to do is to kind of think about talking to yourself as if you were, you know, outside of yourself talking to yourself. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Because listen to how nice you talk to yourself. You are so kind. You're so compassionate. You're not stupid. In fact, you are so resilient. Look at how many times you've like you've dealt with relapse. You've you've as soon as there's a relapse happen, you're strong. You pack your stuff up, or I don't know what you do, but you you remove yourself from the situation. You take care of your kids. You've had your business like going now strong. You're professional. That's a superpower as well because we know what you're probably going on behind the scenes, especially when there's active addiction, you're professional when you show up, but what's missing is this, how can we feel good in yourself, regardless of the circumstances and, 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 and feel proud of yourself. Because what I see is a super strong, amazing woman who's able to keep her family together, keep things going together, uh, keep her business running, be professional while you do that. And then almost like, honoring those emotions or giving yourself the space of self-compassion and talk to yourself and, and know what it is that you're needing to feel good. Mm -hmm. So how can we do that? (laughs) Um, that's the hard part. (laughs) Um, I mean, I already feel it. I, I, with my therapist, we talk about like, um, my toolbox and like what I can, 
what I can add to it. And I'm already like taking away, like removing myself from myself and, um, talking to myself as if I'm not myself. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I'm a much nicer person to other people than I am to myself. So that will be a big thing. I think that I can, um, continue to do. And, um, you know, when I have those feelings, um, but that's, that is like my biggest struggle is, um, just making sure that, um, you know, regardless of what happens that like, I'm, I'm going to be okay. You know, and like if, regardless of what happens, like if my kids are okay, um, which they will be because I take care of them and I do a good job taking care of them, um, then, then everything will be okay. And does that feel good? Yeah, of course it does. Just no matter what happens, like on his part, um, we'll be okay. Yes. And, and I invite you to journal that, like journal, like how powerful you are, like how powerful, I know it's like, you know, I see your emotion because want to know, I, I, so much of what you're saying is truth. That's why it's striking a chord with you because you are going to be okay. You are so strong And you just have not been giving yourself that love and encouragement and recognition for your strength and also validation for, yes, it's okay to be angry. Yes, it's okay to be sad and and annoyed and frustrated. Those are all valid emotions. And if you you were the person sitting in your chair at work, you would be like maybe, you know, rubbing down their arms or rubbing their back or embracing them with a hug. Just like if your 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 kid hurt themselves or your right. kid was frustrated, how would you give your child, you know, that love? So I think just that piece of switching that same love on to yourself, whether that's through journaling your strength, journaling your emotions, honoring your emotions, saying, yeah, I get it. And it's okay to be bad. Even have like in our, in our SYKM meetup this week, we, one lady suggested we play the music, um, Twisted Sister, like, we're not going to take it. We're not. (laughs) And we had like a little mini rage rave in our little meetup, just impromptu. It was awesome. And it's amazing how good you feel after. And so like more things like that. Like, I think that you're, um, I think you've tapped into something so profound is just like almost recognizing, like pull yourself out of yourself and talk to yourself yeah. like in loving embrace, validating your feelings, validating, or just hearing what you need to hear, hear your strengths. Holy cow, girl. Like, look at all this stuff that you're right. doing. Right. Like just how you there, would talk to your client. Yeah. And there is a lot. I know it's just, like remembering that all the time and, you know, those feelings of like we were talking about before the embarrassment and the shame are so powerful. So remembering to remove myself from myself and talk to myself the way that I would talk to somebody else, um, is always, it's hard to remember in the moment, you know? 
Yeah. And maybe making some moments for that. Like maybe, you know, if between clients, you can pull out a journal or just go sit in the park and making moments to almost write a note to yourself. Even like I do that in my journals all the time. It's like, Andrea, you are wonder woman girl. Like, look how much <laughs> you're doing. Like, and, and like, cause sometimes I feel like I'm not doing enough. Right. And yeah. so it's just easing the pressure. It's not saying we don't care about what people think and don't stick up for your husband and like this and that we're saying those things. Yes you can still care about them because that's the person you are. We can't change you. But at the same time, you also need to apply that beautiful same care and love to yourself so you can feel good. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious out of all of that, out of our whole conversation, one of your goals was to feel good again and almost feel proud of your family and your, in your relationship. Um, And we kind of walked through all these things of, you know, being let down and feeling, you know, um, like it's your fault and that we're stupid and this and that. And then we care about what other people think. And yet you're very professional, add all this love and kindness to the world. You sprinkle Kelly over everybody and it's this beautiful kindness. And then we kind of realized, well, wait a second though, like feeling good shouldn't have to rely on other people, circumstances. It's like, I can actually turn all that same kindness and care on myself and feel really good. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious, like, what does that do with your shame and embarrassment? What what resonates with you here? Um, Like what I'll take from today, from this, um, is I don't know I mean just knowing that like no matter what happens it's going to be okay because um I don't know I mean it's really it's really hard because I feel like with every time like there's been a relapse or um it's like you're mourning like the loss of that person um, and doing it like no matter how many times you have to do it, it's, it's just as hard and it never gets easier. Um, but I think just sitting with my, sitting with that and letting myself feel that um, also while telling myself like I'm not stupid or um, I don't have to be embarrassed. Like, this is not my fault. It's nothing I did. Um, will make a big difference in, um, just how I feel about myself, not necessarily about the situation because the situation still sucks, <laughs> but, yes. um, yes, just feeling like removing like my responsibility in it because I didn't have any responsibility in it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. You're going to listen back to this uh, episode and you're going to like, I want you just to fast forward to the end right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cause that's gold, gold, gold. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Kelly. And, and, and how will that make you feel? Cause one of your goals was just to feel good and proud. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm always proud of myself, but like I said, those feelings are just so strong that they take over. Um, and just knowing I have to like give myself time to get through them. And then I'm on the other side where like, I am proud of all the work that I put into it, whether it was in my control or not, like, 
Yeah. And, and just remembering that it's not in my control. Um, so like, don't take responsibility for it. I love it. And what is in control is turning inward on you. And part of feeling good and not embarrassed and no shame is to sit with those emotions. And we talked about this too, is sitting with those hard emotions, the ones that aren't so great and, and give yourself compassion and love around those. It's like recognizing that you don't have responsibility for everyone else's actions and you can't keep everybody happy. And then also sitting with those emotions of that aren't as comfortable, like sadness, like disappointment, like in those hard times. And then that'll ultimately make you feel better throughout, through that whole process and kind of minimize that shame and embarrassment too. Cause you're going to give yourself like, yeah, no, you don't need to be embarrassed about this because it sucks. Like, you know, it's almost like talking to yourself. So that, how does that feel? How are you feeling now? Um, I feel good knowing that like, I just, like I said, I know I, I take on too much responsibility when it comes to other people, no matter who they are. And, um, just like really slowing down and remembering that, like I hold no control in other people. And, um, so reminding myself that I can remind myself that I'm not responsible for it. Um, it's not my fault. And then by doing that, you can remove the embarrassment and the shame because although it does, it reminds me of like secondhand embarrassment when you like feel embarrassed. So that's what it really is. It's secondhand embarrassment. It's where you feel embarrassed for the other person. And because I'm so empathetic, like I feel it hard. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. You need extra love actually. Okay. So I have a challenge for you, Kelly. Okay. I would, I'm all about like taking like just what we call them in psychology, they're primers. So they're just little reminders to kind of bring you back to that mindset that you're looking for. And, and I, I invite you to make some sort of sign or art piece or something that says not responsible or, or, um, yeah, like almost like it's like, (laughs) I always love dry erase markers. Now I know you have a lot of people in your home and everything. So you may not want to put it on your mirror, but I always write on like mirrors and windows or in my rear view <laughs> mirror, in my car. And so like that one is like, I'm not responsible for that or I'm not responsible for everyone or just not responsible. So with the primer, so it reminds you. The other thing that you said, which is so powerful is no matter what happens, I'm okay. So I invite you to maybe practice some affirmations. I touch your heart. I'll be okay. No matter what happens, I'm going to be okay. Touch your womb space or anything, wherever you're feeling that is like kind of connect back to yourself. It's like, no matter what happens, I'm going to be okay. Cause I'm awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. Almost like, um, and just little primers might help you kind of bring us back, bring you back to this conversation and help you when you're in, in your life. Um, and then maybe journaling some self-compassion, like talk to yourself in the third person. So much easier to give someone compassion to someone else. And we're talking about, but to turn it on ourselves is kind of like hard. So it's almost like third person. It's like, pretend, you know, what's going on in the third person. Like, so we know what's going on with ourselves, but then talk to us as if we're talking to someone else going through the same situation and journal it out. 
like, yeah, it is. It's terrible what you're going through. It's like, have you ever thought about this? Like, I can't even believe how strong you're being. And like, you're talking to yourself. Right. Strong, not stupid. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) Strong, not stupid. Yay. That's a good one. Okay. So can you write that on a sticky note too and stick it somewhere? Strong, not. That's a good one too. Yes. We got so many. I mean, uh, the listeners are going to have so many too. We're going to write them all in sticky notes, right? I hope we all remember this. So Kelly, I am so grateful for you being vulnerable here and showing up for a coaching session with me that's obviously going to be played on the podcast. And I'm just so grateful for sharing your story and sharing you know, your vulnerability through this uh, coaching model, but it will help so many people, I promise. Mm-hmm. And I'm so grateful for you showing and up. Me too. So thank you so much. I feel like you've given me like more tools. So (laughs) thank you. I'll be sending you a big hug. Yay. Thank you. Thank you for listening. If you want additional support, you can head on over to our website at savingyouiskillingme.com where we have a wonderful, supportive, compassionate community. We are here for you. You are not alone. We also have a private Facebook group and Instagram feed called Saving You Is Killing Me, Loving Someone With An Addiction. Be sure to subscribe here so you get the latest episodes. And of course, share this with your community and your support groups or anyone that's going through this struggle so we can all work together to take our lives back and restore joy. Thank you so much for joining me, not only today, but week after week. Although I wish we were meeting under different circumstances, I'm so grateful that I get to show up for you and share these episodes so that we can go on this journey together. Until next week, sending hugs.